0: Okay, everybody, here I am. Do I have a sound in my voice? Well, I do. The sound is, I just recorded the podcast and it looked like it was recording the entire time, but it wasn't. So I just talked to you for 35 minutes for no reason, no one will, and I was on a roll, man. There's no way I'm gonna top myself. But anyway, I'm back, I'm doing it again. And I will tell you, I had a pretty nice moment because I was so upset. I just wanted to cry and then I'm in my studio that's where I record these days. And I walk into the house and I'm about to just start like going off, you know? Not in a mean way, but just about to tell Damien like, you're never gonna believe what just happened to me. I can't believe this. I just recorded and wasted a half hour of my life when I'm so busy. But as I'm do- saying all of that, I'm looking and there are our two Christmas trees are out. So while I was out here, he brought the Christmas trees out and one of them's already all lit and it looks so pretty and it's in our bedroom. And I was like, okay, I'm not gonna complain anymore. This is amazing. So anyway, that's the story. And I'm going to try to recreate the the magic that I just gave you guys. (laughs) This is so weird. I'm going to feel like such a fraud, like restating all the same things or trying to. There's no way I'll remember everything I said. It was just one of those nights where I was really rolling and feeling good. And, you know, it would have been one of those where I said at the end to myself, I feel good about this one, where I, I only say that about maybe 1 of these. So, all right, I'm drinking some decaf. Hold on a second. All right, I'm back. God, I'm annoying. I've annoyed myself. Speaking of annoying, I also, I did want to apologize. Last week, when I, I don't listen to the full podcast. When I edit, I just basically fade in and out the intro and outro music. Occasionally, I'll listen somewhere in the middle to make sure that the audio has worked throughout the whole thing. And wherever I happened to stop, it was during when I was telling you guys about the Patricia Highsmith documentary, I noticed. Now, admittedly, I said how tired I was. And I really was. I was a little bit out of my mind that day, uh, as I am most days. But I was very scatterbrained and, you know, just to an extreme. And I listened to myself and I just wanted to tear the podcast off the Internet with such a force because all I heard was me say about 10 million times in a row, I don't know. I mean, she's French. I mean, she's American. I don't know. I mean, maybe she's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just was like, what is wrong with me? My God, I couldn't even say a sentence without ending it. And I don't know. It was incredibly annoying to me. And what was funny is it made me really hate myself. And I know in that same, very same podcast, I just talked to you guys about you know, I love myself now. What's up? So that lasted about 20 minutes until later in the pod, when I finished the podcast and listened back and decided I hated myself. Um, so anyway, that's how, that's how crazy the emotions go sometimes, you know, and I just ride them out. I'm like a little raft on a wave at the, at the waveland pool or whatever those things are called at the water parks, waves. What are those things called? I loved those when I was a kid. The waves and the ones where you get on a raft and you just go, the lazy river. Oh my God, those are so fun. All right, I want to start with a little of the contest. Number one, thank you to everybody who has entered the contest. For those of you who are new, you can win a drawing of mine, an original Robin O'Neill drawing worth $4,000. All you got to do is order some of my greeting cards. They're 2021 greeting cards. You can send them as your holiday card or a new year card. They're pretty funny. Head over to my shop at www.robinoneal.com and then forward slash shop or just click on shop at the top of the page. Um, One card is $5. A set of four is $16. I had 20 cards put aside for myself, but I just decided because I was almost out. So I just added those to the shop. So I don't know. There, I think there are two sets of four left. So a couple of you guys can get those and a little under 20 of the individual cards now. So, uh, yeah, if you enter one time, you get entered in the contest once. If you, I mean, if you buy one card, you get entered once. And if you buy, let's say 10 cards, you get entered in the contest 10 times, meaning you're more than, you're more likely to win the drawing. So get on it. Jump on it. My friends and poets get on it. I want you guys to do that. I'll be announcing the winner on Christmas Eve. I'll do an Instagram live where it'll either be me or Damien or one of the kids will pull the name out of the hat, which is going to be so much fun. And thank you again for anybody who's been on the shop and supported the shop these days. I really, really, really appreciate it. It's so nice to have that shop going. Um, All right, what else about me? I had my regular dental checkup, and you guys know how passionate I am about checkups at the dentist office and how I actually like to go to the dentist because I'm strange. And I just need to report one more time no cavities. That, That is right. I think if anybody were to ask me, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life, Robin, I would definitely say it's the fact that I've still never had a cavity and I'm 44 and a half years old, and most people get their first cavity around the age of five or six. So I don't know how I've done it. You guys, I just wanna, I just wanna sit here, this is Braggers Corner, and tell you guys how badass my tooth enamel is. And I don't have great teeth, by the way, like uh, attractive-wise. Aesthetically, they're not good. I didn't have braces. Uh, my teeth are crowded and crooked, and I have one tooth that's like, completely insane because I knocked it out when I fell off of a bike one night on 4th of July about 10 years ago. And so half of it is fake and it discolors differently than my natural tooth. So because of all the coffee and tea I drink, you know, there's quite a bit of discoloration going on at this point. And half of the tooth is like extra dark and the other one isn't. And it's just so bizarre. I do need to get that taken care of. That one I'm a little concerned about, but Every time I go to the dentist, the dentist asks, um, you know, not that you need it. I just want to ask if you would like to get anything done about the unevenness and crookedness of your teeth. And most of the time, like in the past, when I was younger, I would always say, "Um, yeah, I'm interested, even though I knew I wasn't. And then I'd get the packet and I'd learn all about it and I'd take home the packet. And now I have four extra pieces of paper that I don't need that are talking about you know this multi-thousand-dollar thing going on with an Invisalign or whatever, and this time it was so nice because the doc, the dentist, asked me, Oh, "You yeah, know, not that you need it, but we do have things like braces, adult braces, or Invisalign." And I and I looked at him and I just go, "I really don't care. I, I tr- <laughs> thank you, but I, I I'm not trying to impress anyone here with my teeth. They're totally fine." And so he laughed and we moved on. And it's just so nice. Again, I fucking love aging so much. To any of you guys who aren't in their, for, I don't know, anybody under my age, I guess. <laughs> Especially if you're in your 20s or early 30s, I promise you, things get so much better and easier. Maybe not, and that's even coming from my mouth. Somebody who has a lot of health problems, a lot of issues, complex life, okay? There's no doubt about it. However, it's so much better now. And I love Love, love having this kind of older person confidence and ease of being. Just being able to say, I'm not interested. Or someone you meet is like, oh my God, we should totally hang out sometime. And I'm able now to go, I'll be honest with you, it's never gonna happen. I barely hang out with the people that I've known for 20 years. So don't get your hopes up. And they laugh and it's fine. Whereas before I'd be like, totally, let's do it. I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't know how to be me. I finally just know to just be yourself, Robin, non-apologetically. So anyway, what else about me? Um, Let's see. Oh, a lot of you guys got back to me when I brought up how the person who cut my hair last talked about how she eats in the bathtub and how fascinating I found that to be. Apparently, it's not so rare. A lot of you guys eat full meals in the bathtub. So I loved that. And I was happy to hear it because you guys, I told you, When I was drinking um, my coffee and my kombucha in the bathtub, I was having so much fun with that. So I upped it. Now, a few weeks back, I made a yellow cake, boxed yellow cake with chocolate frosting and the little round, hard sprinkle things, colorful sprinkles. I, it was a Saturday afternoon. I decided to take off work early on that Saturday. And one of my favorite things to do is to take a bath when it's turning to be dusk time so that you're getting in the bath when the sun is still out and you're getting out of the bath after reading for a long time and it's dark out. It is truly one of the most pleasurable feelings. So I brought a piece of that yellow cake into the bathtub and I ate it. I'm telling you, I have never felt so like, like I was bathing in luxury. It just felt absolutely wonderful. Highly recommend it. So yeah, to any of you guys who mentioned how much you also like to eat in the bathtub. I mean, this is my, we might as well just live in the bath. It felt so good. I love doing everything in there. Um, hold on, I need to take a drink. I just realized, you know how I ask you guys, how do people on podcasts drink? Like, do they also stop the recording? Then I realized, A, I wouldn't, I, most podcasts aren't just one person talking, are they? Maybe they are, I don't know. I would, I would think I would take a drink if I had a co-host, they would be talking and then I would take my drink, right? But instead, it's just me, so. Um, another thing I noticed when I was in the bathtub, so for the last few months, I've noticed I have this one area of my leg that is constantly bruised severely. And I had no idea, I've been trying to like go through my day, like where would I run into something that would cause this bruise in that one area? And that day with the cake, I... I was, I was getting in the bathtub and I was so excited about getting into the bathtub to eat that cake and read that I bumped into something. Like I bumped into the edge of the door while I was getting in. And then I realized, okay, this is where it's coming from. So apparently even without the yellow cake, I'm so pumped up about getting in the bathtub every time I get in, because it's always my reading time. You know, it's always like, I mean, I read every day, but when I'm getting in the bathtub, it's probably like two times a week. I take a bath, two or three. I'm so excited because I'm just like, oh my God, I'm warm. I'm cozy. I'm healing my, you know, failing <laughs> bones and muscles. It's just like so happy for me. It's it's like a very, I don't know. It's like meditation for a lot of people for me to get in the bathtub. But anyway, apparently I get in there with such a ferocity. Is that the word? Yeah. I'm like, I'm just getting in there like a maniac that I'm always bumping my leg in the same spot. So anyway, I haven't changed my ways. I'm still doing it. In fact, I did it last night, and it's just gonna keep happening, apparently. Especially if I start putting like amazing food in there with me. Um, all right, what else did I want to say to you guys? I the main thing that I remember I wanted to say was that I I I am sorry that I am not always on on the podcast. And that's when what I mean is. Back to that apology when I said, I kept saying, I don't know, I don't know. I just sounded like such an idiot. But I just want to point out that I'm not always like that. And that what you get with this podcast is me just being very much natural to whatever emotion I'm feeling when I hit record on a Thursday. And I don't feel like I have to be on. You know, if I were getting paid or if this was in front of a bunch of, you know, art students at a university, no matter what I was feeling, I would turn whatever that is on that I'm able to turn on and be a professional and speak like a professional and not sound like an idiot. I can do that. I hope you guys know that (laughs) because I definitely don't do it on here. I just kind of act like myself. And that means you get whatever I am feeling that day. And last week, again, I was very, very, very sleep deprived and overwhelmed. I still am. I can't believe the amount of things I'm trying to throw into my life right now. I'm a little concerned. And I know I talked to you last week and I said, guess what? My show in New York in April is going to be the best show of my life. And I still mean that. And it really is. But again, in order for me to do that is going to mean some pretty insane, um, physical, uh, maneuvers, meaning I'm going to have to be a little bit of a maniac again for a while And maybe that's okay because I've talked a lot about on the podcast, if you've been listening a while, I've come a long way. I used to work every day of the week for like 16 to 18 hour days for most of my adult life. That's what I did in the studio. And I don't do that anymore. Um, I want to, though. (laughs) It's just that, A, I'm too tired because I'm older now, so I can't quite do that anymore. And I'm happier and I want to live my life, which means being outside of the studio You know, with family and loved ones and hanging out and talking and, you know, spending time making good food and reading and all the other things I like to do. So, but I'm entering this season where it's not gonna be very easy to be healthy mentally or physically here for a while. And I'm a little concerned and very excited. Okay, let's get to the reading, everybody. So today I'm gonna be reading one of my favorite writers of all time, and I've read him on the podcast before. Mr. Charles Simic, Serbian-American poet, translator, essayist, writer. Thank God Almighty, this guy is still alive. He is 83 years old. Um, the book I'm going to be reading from today, I also believe I've read on the podcast before. Maybe it's Dime Store Alchemy: The Art of Joseph Cornell, and this is on New York Review Books. And when I looked up the book so that I could tell you guys to buy the book and don't buy it on Amazon. I went directly to the source themselves, New York Review Books. Right now, the book is only $14.95 on their website, but also, and again, this is not an ad. I don't get paid to do these things, although I should because I'm really badass at it. Right now, you can buy two books. If you buy two books, you get 20% off. If you buy three books, you get 30% off. And if you buy four or more books, you get 40% off. And New York Review Books has not only Charles Simic, Vasco Popa, they have a lot of amazing children books. If you want to buy stuff for the holidays, Gary Panther comics, I mean, the list goes on and on. So I'm telling you, this is the time to get on there, buy your holiday presents, uh, buy books. Why would you not buy books for people? Pretty much everybody w- worth knowing is, l- loves to have books as a gift. So that is my little plug for nyrb.com. And again, who here agrees that I would be amazing if I actually did get paid to do ads? <laughs> I would really be good at it, right? Uh, I might have to think about doing that. Oh, and also really quick about Charles Simic. Although I love this book, the one I love the most is The World Doesn't End. And I've read from that many times. So get on to me reading stuff um, on the Potomatic page and you'll be able to search Charles Simic and you'll see the other ones that I have read. Um... God, you know, when I recorded this podcast about an hour ago, I had so much to say about Joseph Cornell, but I don't know that I can go through it again. It was so, so intense, where basically I was going on and on about how I read in this book here. um, Charles Simic talks about how, um, well, he was talking about the man of the crowd, which is a, a story by Edgar Allan Poe about a man who basically follows this other man around the city all night. And then Simic said, you know, that story is such a great ode to the mystery of the city and who among us has not been the pursuer. And he said that Joseph Cornell followed shop girls, waitresses, young students who had a look of innocence. That's a quote. And I remember being like, that's disturbing. But then I remembered knowing all of this about Kind of, knowing that Joseph Cornell, who I, I don't know what his deal was here, and I don't know that he was up to anything bad. But then again, if you're following, if you're an older man and you're following young girls around the city because they, quote, had a look of innocence, can that ever be good? I actually question, I'm saying that out loud as a question to anybody. Just think about it, get back to me, or don't. Or get back to me and be like, of course, Robin, what the hell are you thinking? But then I remember, I mean, I have never followed anybody around, but there's this, I'm going to read to you guys actually this one short piece in here. In this is in Dime Store Alchemy. So I'm reading from the book, but this isn't the actual reading I wanted to share. This is called Miss Delphine. On the streets Cornell walked 40 years ago, there were still medical leech dealers, importers of armadillo meat and ostrich eggs. There were people like Miss Delphine Binger who collected goose, turkey, and chicken wishbones so she could boil them and polish them and then decorate them with charms and ribbons. She sent them to presidents, movie stars, famous politicians, in the same way Cornell sent gifts of scraps of paper and odd objects to ballerinas he loved. So I read that, and I knew that Cornell also had this obsession with a certain film actress, and he would watch the same scene of her over and over, and this is my memory anyway. He just had, and and I, so the, problem, the, the, the issue I'm having is that I'm the same way. In fact, last Sunday evening, I spent two and a half hours writing letters to the two actors who play Victor and Nikki Newman on Young and the Restless, and I have gifts to give them, and I know the address to send these to them. And it's something I do, and I recognize that probably 80% of the people in, you know, the little town I live in would probably find that to be psychotic, but I know that there's nothing psychotic about it. I'm not, I'm not wondering if I'm doing anything wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But I recognize there's an obsessiveness in certain people, and I am one of them, that, y- you know, some people just don't cross that border into where it's a problem. And I'm what I was basically saying when I tried to record the podcast earlier was that I just truly hope that Joseph Cornell was in this category, you know? because the beauty of letter writing and even admiring, those who do the things you love, like actors or dancers or musicians, it makes sense that you would want to write to them and tell them you love them. And I've been doing it my whole life. I mean, I think I've mentioned that on here many times. I've been doing it since I was a kid. I've written to the people I love. And um, yeah, so anyway, it's just weird. I didn't like that sentence about Joseph Cornell following young girls around, but let's just hope that he was okay. (laughs) And P.S. I love this book, even though I am not a huge Joseph Cornell fan as an artist, by the way. So that's the other thing that I love. Like, this could be about a football player. This could be about, you know, an accountant. It doesn't really, to me, matter that it's about a famous visual artist. It's just that the structure of this book is so beautiful. The way he manages... I mean, it's both a critical account of Cornell's art. It's a little bit of a biography of him and a little bit of autobiography of Simic himself. I mean, it's just, it's poetry, it's essay, it's history. It's such a, I mean, my God, I just wish more books like this existed. There is one that I'm reading probably next week. Get ready. I have a very, very exciting book to read from probably either next week or the following week. I've just got to finish it um, that's kind of in the same category of this. Okay, here we go. We're going to read a passage called The Old Man Told Me. And again, this is from Charles Simic's Dime Store Alchemy. There was a movie theater here once. It played silent films. It was like watching the world through dark glasses on a rainy evening. One night, the piano player mysteriously disappeared. We were left with the storming sea that made no sound and a beautiful woman on a long, empty beach, whose tears rolled down silently as she watched me falling asleep in my mother's arms. (sighs) It's such a beautiful image. I'll read you guys, I believe that this is the passage I read from, last time I read from this book on the podcast. I could be wrong, but this is another favorite. The magic study of happiness. In the smallest theater in the world, the breadcrumbs speak. It's a mystery play on the subject of a lost paradise. Once there was a kitchen with a table on which a few crumbs were left. Through the window, you could see your young mother by the fence talking to a neighbor. She was cold and kept hugging her thin dress tighter and tighter. The clouds in the sky sailed on as she threw her head back to laugh. Where the words can't go any further, there's the hard table. The crumbs are watching you as you turn in turn watch them the unknown in you and the unknown in them attract each other the two unknowns are like illicit lovers when they're exceedingly and unaccountably happy mm. that was a book throwing moment i didn't throw it that first reading but right now it's like oh when a poem like gains on you it get like gains intensity the more you read it it's such a such a nice feeling it's such a crazy feeling Anyway, Charles Simic, God bless you. My God, you are amazing. Let's skip to the goodbyes. Let's just have goodbye corner. Um, What do I have to say to you guys? Number one, thank you. Period. Uh, Number two, bring some cake into the bathtub. Give it a try. Don't bruise your legs. Enjoy the weather, whatever that weather is around you. And I mean both meteorologically speaking and also emotionally. Seriously, enjoy it. Whatever it is, live it, feel it, breathe it. Get through it. Um, Stare at things you love. Watch creatures you love breathing and sleeping. Uh, Be very, 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 very gentle with yourself. Say what you mean. Mean what you say, just don't be mean when you say it. That's one of my favorite pieces of advice that I'm giving to you unsolicited. Don't live lies. State your boundaries and stick to them. That's my biggest piece of advice right now. I love boundaries. I used to have no boundaries and I was proud of it because I was an idiot. And now I am a boundaried adult who has no problem keeping boundaries. And it feels good. Don't do things that make you unhappy. Don't be in relationships that make you unhappy. It's not worth it. Every single one of you deserves to be as happy and as big and as real as you can possibly be. And I want that for all of us. I love you guys so much. Good night. Goodbye. Now get the fuck out of here.